Each year, more than 12 million people will hear the same three devastating words. You have cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein, a survivor of pediatric kidney cancer and stage four colon cancer. My amazing wife, Linda, has taught me that we have cancer because every one of us is affected by it in some way. Survivors, family, friends, and medical and support team members. And we all have a story worth telling. Welcome to We Have Cancer. Welcome to episode 139 of We Have Cancer. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope each and every one of you had an enjoyable Thanksgiving holiday for those of you that celebrate. And I just wanted to take a second to express my gratitude and the fact that I'm so thankful for the incredible support that the listeners of We Have Cancer have provided me and my wife Linda and our efforts over the last four and a half, soon to be five years. Truly appreciate all of the wonderful feedback, the terrific guests, the people who have reached out to either recommend themselves or someone else to be a guest on the show. And this truly has been a labor of love over these last few years. And I'm very appreciative of all of that and of all of you. My guest this week is Tatiana Suarez. Tatiana is a thyroid cancer survivor, but those of you who may have an interest in mixed martial arts, the UFC, may know Tatiana from the work she does inside the octagon, as they say, where she is currently undefeated with a 10-0 record for the women's straw weight division. And Tatiana came on to share her story and I was just really blown away about her outlook on life, her inspiring story, and I truly believe this is one you're going to enjoy. So join me now for my conversation with Tatiana Suarez. Tatiana, welcome to the podcast. I think I have a pretty good idea, maybe not totally, that you lead a very busy schedule and I appreciate you making the time to, to chat with me today. Thank you. I, I really appreciate you having me on. I, I am very busy, but I definitely can make time for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it means a lot. And just as an aside, so I've got two sons and my youngest is about your age. And we were talking the other day. He lives up in New York. I'm down in Florida. And he said, he asked about the podcast. I told him I was interviewing you. He's like, dude, she's such a badass. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and he said he lives in New York. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. I, I I was just there recently. I, I yeah, he mentioned that that you were there, and he's like, "That's so awesome." <laughs> but how did you, you know, how did you get into wrestling at such a young age, and and what 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 was the attraction to the to the sport? Well, my older brother wrestled before me, and you know, I was a very hyper kid. You know, I had I had ADHD. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I mean, I was diagnosed, but so I think that was the only way that I could really like um, calm, like calm, calm down. You know, I was a very hyper kid. So my mom's like, you know what? At first, she wasn't for it. She's like, girls don't wrestle. But then there was a girl wrestling, and she was like, oh wow, like this. You know, like I told her, I was like, that girl's wrestling. She's like, okay. So then they let me do it, and. You know, I mean, the rest is history. I won my first tournament and 
I only weighed 33 pounds with all my clothes <laughs> on. And they're like, wow, she's good. And I had like frilly socks and like pink hair headband. And it was just really funny. It was like, wow. And you were how old at the, at the time? Three and a half. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So did you wrestle uh, into high school as well? I did. Yeah. I wrestled all the way throughout high school and then I went to college and I wrestled on the world team for the U.S. multiple times, junior and senior levels and cadet level as well. But yeah, I've been wrestling for a very long time since, I mean, competitively for a long time. And then even like now in going into MMA, you know, I still do the wrestling and stuff. So Sure. Well, you had achieved such a high level in the competition that the London Olympics were on the horizon. Do I have that right? Yes. And then you heard those three words that virtually everybody I interview with on this show has heard. Tell us how you came to be diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Well, actually, you know, now that I look at it, it was like a complete blessing in terms of how I found out. So um, I'm very stubborn, you know, um, I've been wrestling so long that I've had multiple injuries. So I remember one during the time where I was, I went to France and I had like the world cup and a few tournaments, they told me, you know, like your neck is like, you know, cause like after I came back, I was telling them how much my, my neck hurt, but also like that my arm was going and that it was really hard for me to like, you know, how would you say like, like I couldn't move, like I couldn't like use it like normal and I'm actually dealing with the same neck injury now. So I think that's kind of crazy, but so I have, I had the neck injury and then they're like, well, you know what you really like they tested my nerves and stuff. And they're like, wow, your, your neck's worse than we think, you know? So we should really do like MRI. And so they did the MRI on my neck and because they did the MRI on my neck, which I was like, it took me like a while. Like I, I went, like my coach told me like two weeks before, like you need to get that checked. And like, I never did. And then it just kept becoming a problem. Like it was just really difficult for me to work through. So I was like, you know what, I, I, I really need to do this, like whether or not I, I, I like what they're going to say, you know, if I need to take some time off or whatever, I need to do it for my health. So I went in and then they saw a node, a node on my thyroid and they're like, oh, you need to go get that checked out. That could be cancerous. And of course, I was only 19 years old at the time. I was like, oh, OK, you know, I didn't I didn't think it was going to be cancer. You know, I just thought it was going to be like growth people get gross that are benign all the time you know right so then i saw an oncologist here in la and you know they said you know they tested it and of course i thought it was going to be negative and then it turned out that it really was and i just like couldn't even believe it just because you know i'm so young i'm on the verge of you know going to the olympics for my sport you know and, and i've lived a you know a pretty healthy life Sure. until that point so you know i thought well i definitely you know not gonna have it i'm too healthy for that <laughs> but apparently i was wrong <laughs> so you know what was going through your mind when you found out that it was indeed cancer and there must have been so much spinning through your head when you got that news yeah i mean it was really weird because you know, I had been wrestling for so long that it just became my identity. Um, so I think I was struggling with the fact that I couldn't wrestle 
And then I was struggling with the fact that I had deadly disease. And it was just, I feel like it magnified it. You know, like, I just remember my lifestyle. I started to change my lifestyle. I became vegetarian. I started to juice a lot. I became really like, and it's kind of funny because I was talking to my friend about this not so long ago is at a young age, I would do strange things. Like I would try to, like, I remember I got a cut and like, I went over to aloe vera plant and I put it on my cut. And I was just like, and this was when I was like maybe seven or eight, you know, and like, I had no idea that aloe vera was like a healing property. Like I didn't know that it just wow. saw something and just put it on, you know, it's kind of weird. So I always think about those kinds of things. Cause it's not like, I've been like that from a very young age, you know, like even before I found out about my cancer, like I've been into like holistic, you know, healing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. In addition to, you know, Western medicine too, but, um, but I just remember like, hmm, like I'm just going to change my lifestyle. And then I started taking up yoga and not just yoga for, you know, my body, but for your mind, you know, I felt like good for the, like your mind, the meditation is good for your mind to be present, to be thankful. Cause a lot of times, like when you're just sitting there, meditate, meditating, it just, it kind of just lets you be, you know, kind of like you're just there, you're being, and then you kind of think like, man, I'm grateful that I'm just alive. Right. So I remember going into that, um, that part of my life and really like being thankful to that, uh, in that, in that sense, just being alive. And then, you know, um, I had never grown up with any type of religion in my life. And then, um, I started going to church and not, and it was just weird. Like, I didn't think this was before I even found out, but it was like right before I found out. And it was kind of weird because I've, I've never, never gone to church like ever in my life and then someone invited me I was like oh you know I'll try it and I liked it and it was almost like you know like God knew what was going to happen in my life and he knew I needed a stronger foundation you know what I mean wow that's fascinating yeah it's kind of crazy so I had been going to church a few months and then I was like you know I was like whoa this is kind of weird like I've never even been invited to church and then you know a few months before you know, I find out that I have a deadly disease. I have a headbutt going already. And so then it kind of threw faith into it. Like, wow, well, I have a deeper foundation. I know that, you know, I I have God. And if, you know, if, if something happens, you know, at least I know that I'm right. And then I've accepted him, which was kind of crazy. It was almost like a bunch of things came together before I had, you know, I found out about my cancer in itself. So that was kind of crazy. It was almost like, you know, God was like, yeah, I'm going to give you this news, but I'm going to bring you comfort. I'm going to have comfort waiting for you. And, and then, you know, I think, you know, growing up wrestling, you know, you're, you're constantly fighting out there. Right. So um, that also taught me, you know, like to fight and never give up. And even when things get tough, you know, um, to keep going and that, you know, there's always obstacles and stuff like that in your way, but you just got to keep going. And, and so, um, you know, I think that mindset really, I mean, really helped me. And I was very, very positive. Like people were just like, they didn't understand. They were like, wow, like I thought she would be a little bit different, you know, like considering the fact of, you know, she has this, this, uh, illness or whatever. So a lot of times, people get angry or whatever like why me or whatever and i was just like "Hmm." you know i could think like that but or i could just be positive and get through it 
<laughs> yeah. What what was the uh, what did they do to to treat the disease? So I actually had thyroid cancer. So they went in, they took out half of my thyroid, and then they tested the thyroid to see if it was really cancer. Because sometimes, like, it might have, you know, they don't know until they actually look under the microscope. So they looked, I guess, and then there was definitely cancer. So they took out the whole thing because a lot of times, like, if you if it's not They'll just take out half and then you can live with half of your thyroid. But considering mine was, they had to take it all out. And then I had, it was going, it was, it had spread to like lymph nodes in my neck and towards my lungs. So I had to do radiation and then radiation iodine as well. Wow. So how long did that whole process take from the surgery till you, till you finished everything? It was only like two years. It wasn't that much. I mean, that long. I mean, I've heard people like, you know, deal with it for a long time. So I just thought that was, that was crazy. And were you able to maintain any level of, of exercise and, you know, throughout all of this? Yeah. So I was doing yoga and I was running a lot and I thought this was so crazy. So I remember when they took my thyroid out they had to wait for my levels, my thyroid levels to go completely to zero before they could do the thyroid, like the, the radiation iodine or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why I'm not, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know, sure. <laughs> but this is what they had, they had to do. And I remember like the longer it, it, I went without them, it was almost like my endurance, like went through the roof. It was really weird. Like I remember I did like seven miles one day and it, I felt like I hadn't even run one mile. Like it was just insane. And I don't really know what was going on. Like it was, it was really weird, but I don't know why that stuck out of my mind when, it, like when it was happening, but I just knew that my body was like changing, you know, just like, it just was, it was, a, it was trying to like, almost like it was put into survival mode kind of, I don't know. Right. But it was just doing so many weird things. And like, because it's like a, a hormonal thing, like I just remember I'd get, that's another thing like I felt like was really difficult because it was like, it was a hormonal cancer, you know, like, cause it's your, right. your thyroid. So I, I remember not only dealing with, with the fact that I'm, you know, but like my mind was just, it was like a constant fight to be positive. It was a constant fight to be not like, cry over the dumbest things, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. But like, like you said, I'm a like, lot of that was probably hormonal, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I just like, I'm like, I'm not even an emotional person like that. So like when it was happening to me, I'm like, why am I crying over like spilled milk? Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, like I need to get it together. And even now, like I still struggle daily because it's still, you know, like I'm never, my my levels are never the same so like even now like i still struggle with those things energy levels in particular like like i'll wake up and i'm like i'm so so tired still like and i just have to find motivation and like knowing that i want to be the best and i gotta get out there you know so did they so are you on like something like synthroid for the rest of your life yep Mm -hmm. gotcha how did the experience of you know finding out you had cancer and going through that treatment, how did it, you feel like it changed you or did it change you once you came through the treatment successfully and moved on? 
That's kind of funny that you say that because like someone asked me the other day, like, what's the best thing that's ever happened to you? And, and I really wanted to say, you know, like cancer. And that sounds crazy to me, but I just felt like it brought me closer to certain things in my life that I was neglecting, like my family, you know, I was so, so focused on being, you know, a champion in my sport that I didn't, you know, I didn't take the, I didn't take enough time with them. You know what I mean? Like I kind of mm-hmm. neglected them and, and I really needed to make sure like this, this brought me closer to them, you know, and then also like it brought me closer to God. And then, you know, it, it brought, it brought other things in my life. And then in that time, because I wasn't able to wrestle, I really had to find out who I was without wrestling. So it was, it was a huge change in my life. I mean, bigger than anybody like could understand because they just didn't know my life up until that point. But, you know, like, um, like I said, I wasn't really close to my family. So because of that, like, not because like, um, they don't, they're not supportive or anything, but you know, there's families that talk about everything and there's families that just don't talk about like any type of problems at all. You know, that's kind of my family. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? Like they're just to themselves. They, they're always supportive of each other, but we don't talk about feelings. You know what I mean? So I think this was something that helped that because then my family started going to church and then we had this bond. So we, like all of them started coming, like first it was just my brother and then it was my, my mom and then it was my sister and then it was my older brother. So I just thought it was kind of crazy how like now it was just like a family affair, you know, before it was just me and then I was able to bring them together. And then I really do believe, you know, like some people, you know, or like knock religion or whatever, but it definitely helped my family. So that's wonderful. That's something like a positive thing for me and my family. So, and it's something we could bond, you know, through. Sure. Be sure to stick around to the end of this episode to learn how you can get your rear in gear. So Tatiana, once you got through the treatment, did you immediately go back to wrestling or was that when you made the decision to pivot over to mixed martial arts? So I was going to go into wrestling again, but because my neck injury was, and my neck was still hurting me, I figured I would try something different. And I started doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, which is like wrestling, but then you like, it has submissions as well. So it's another type of grappling. It's another form of grappling. And I fell in love immediately just because like, it was like, you know, I could wrestle, but then like it was a new aspect to that, you know, like it was adding on to the wrestling aspect of it. So I just immediately fell in love and I was like, hmm. And my plan was at first, like when I started do- when I was in wrestling, I, I saw I saw fighting and I was like, man, that's something I want to do after I'm done wrestling. You know, after I win a gold medal, I'm going to go fight. And I just it didn't go the way, you know, I had planned it, but, you know. I did make that transition, but it was kind of weird because someone just invited me like randomly. They're like, Hey, do you know any girls that want to with wrestling backgrounds that want to fight? And I was like, yeah, me. (laughs) (laughs) And and they're like, really? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, what about your neck? And I was like, I think it'll be fine, you know? And so it had held up for, you know, I've been fighting for six years and I haven't had like any bad neck injuries up until recently. So it's held up pretty well. So right now I'm actually dealing with my neck injury and trying to like heal up so I can fight again. But um, 
but you know, it's, it's definitely, it's been, it's been, it's been a good road. Like I haven't had any troubles with it. Like sometimes like, you know, I hardly wrestle for my fights, which is crazy because I wrestle so much during my fights. Right. <laughs> so I think it's crazy how like I, I train the opposite. Like mostly I just do jujitsu and stand up and like minimal wrestling. And then when I actually fight, it's like all wrestling and all like all jujitsu as well. And like hardly any stand up, but I train the opposite. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. So you, you prefer the ground game. Yeah, I do. But I train like tons of stand up. Sure. Sure. <laughs> you know, one of the things I find interesting, because I'll, I'll call myself a casual fan and is I, I was watching some of the videos that are online of you training. And, and my first reaction, Tatiana, is I watched, it was kind of like a day in the life. You probably know which video I'm talking about, following you around. And it was so obvious to me that you love this. <laughs> Just from the video? Just from the, it just, you know, it was a video where you were a little bit under the weather, but it oh, just, yeah. it just came across to me as this is something you truly love to do. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Really. There's, there's just no, there's just no other feeling. And I was actually like having this discussion like recently because I haven't been able to go live or anything. And it's been really tough for me because I, I, I get an adrenaline out of, you know, going with other people and going live. And that's where I like, you know, I get my adrenaline from and it makes me want to train more and more and more and more and more. Because like, say, you know, if I just drilled all the time, I wouldn't know what works and what doesn't work because I'm not going live, right? Sure. So I'm like, well, what do I improve on? I don't know what I need to improve on because I haven't gone live, right? So then, so that's something like for me, I'm addicted to, becoming better like being a better version of myself from yesterday like even if it's something small like i always set little goals for myself like i'll go into practice being and i'll say my goal today is to take someone down this many times or my goal today is to do this or my goal today is to slip more or you know what i mean just little things like that because like i don't know i just love it you know i love i love challenging myself i like making challenges for myself and then actually doing it and if i don't then the next you know then i have that goal the next session or whatever it is but i always have something to strive for i'm never going to be perfect but i can always strive for it right so you fight at the straw weight classification is that right yes how many professional (laughs) fights have you had you know what? That's a good question because I don't even know that. <laughs> Do you know your um, record? Because you know, I've. That's another. That's a good question. I don't know that either. Uh, I don't really keep track of that. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody usually knows that their record, but like some, some. That's the thing. Like some places will say like eight and zero, and some of them are like nine and zero. But I've had. If I look at my record, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten, ten fights. So, and so ten wins and zero losses. That would be for our listeners at home undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> but you know something, you know, and I think this just speaks to everything you've said, Tatiana, about how much this sport means to you and how much you love it. To have that kind of passion behind it. Yet when I asked you your record, you had to really stop and think about it. So. I think there's such a message there about your, about what it means to you 
and how much, how important this is to you, but it's not, you know, of course you want to win and be successful. Don't get me wrong, but it's more important, the actual competing and the sport as opposed to, you know, I'm going to brag to everybody what my record is. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, I mean, I've been like that for a very long time. Actually, my mom would get upset with me because I'd go to tournaments, I'd win the tournament, but I would never pick up. After a while, I stopped picking up my medals because I was like, well, I have so many medals. I don't really need them. And I was <laughs> like, it's not really about the medals, you right. know, like it's just about I love to compete. I love to do it. Like I have, you know, four world medals and I can't tell you where one of them is at. Mm. Wow. So, um, you know, from wrestling, um, I know where one of them is because I gave it to a family that I know that lost their son. Wow. And so, um, but that's the only one I know where, where it is for sure. Right. <laughs> the other ones, it could be in a box somewhere. I really don't know. But the thing for me is it's not really about, you know, the medals. It's not about any belts. It's not about the wins or whatever the losses to me. It's just about, you know, the journey and who you become on that journey. Like that's how it's always been for me. I've always, I've always said like embrace the journey and, you know, embrace the grind. Um, and for me, it's just like about staying humble, being true to yourself and not only becoming a better fighter, but a better person. Because I know like a lot of times people lose themselves in this game and it's, it's fairly easy to do so because there's like people constantly like, talking bad about you or people constantly, you know, putting you on a pedestal. So sometimes people run away with the fame or, or sometimes people just don't survive it and they go into depression because all these people are talking about them and saying mean things about them. And for me, I always say like at the end of the day, win or lose, the people that truly matter to me, the people that truly love me, who have been there for me, are going to love me no less whether I get my arm raised or if I don't. So for me, it's just about embracing what I have, a life that I love, something that I love and enjoy, and I get to do it every day. And not many people can say that. Not many people can say, I love my job and I can, you know, so I'm thankful for just that. And then... You know, like I was saying earlier, I'm just thankful to be, to be here, you know? Yeah. So. Well, you have another passion too, don't you? But it involves not two-legged folks, but four-legged folks. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. So I have a lot of dogs. <laughs> That's an understatement. But, you know, we I train dogs and then also, uh, I, so when I was actually... Before I started doing MMA, I was working at PetSmart and I was dog training. And then it was perfect because then I could train full time and then also have a job, a part time job. And it's something that I actually liked. I, I love training dogs. It's not even like if I did not want to go to work, it wasn't because I didn't want to see the dogs because I didn't want to see the people. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm like, gosh, darn it, Jan, I know she didn't do her homework today. Like, <laughs> and when I say homework, I mean, like, she didn't work with her dog and her dog didn't make progress and she's going to be upset and be like, well, did you do your homework? You know, and they're like, but I worked all day and I was just so tired. And I'm like, I can understand. But, you know, 
don't come here upset because <laughs> your dog's not listening. Yeah. Going back to MMA, Tatiana, you know, when I hear you talk about your faith, gratitude, being grateful, that, that whole mindful kind of peace. Is that something you see in other female fighters or do you consider yourself to be more of a rarity when it comes to the way you look at life? I don't really know. You know, I don't really talk to other fighters like about that kind of stuff. Okay. So I, I really wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. But I know firsthand, I only, I only became, I've only had that mindset because of, you know, what I went through. Like I said, like a, a little bit earlier in the interview, um, you know, I, I having cancer was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me because it made me a better person. And it made me address a lot of things that I wasn't addressing in my life. So that's why I have that mindset. I didn't have that before. And I definitely wasn't really nice prior to having cancer, to be honest. Like people that knew me before, they were like, you were so mean. And this and that. I'm like, oh, I know. You know, it's because I was so, I felt like I had to, I had to. Because everybody, you know, um, that was wrestling was that I had to wrestle to become, you know, the number one girl where we all lived together. So, you know, I wasn't, I, I felt like I had to, to, you know, not only beat them in a physical war, but also a mental war. So I was always, you know, kind of like rude and mean to the girls in my weight class because I felt that I had to be that way, but I'm not like that in fighting now. I'm not, um, I'm not mean. Um, I could smile at my opponent and hug my opponent before and after my fight because that's just how I am now. And that's because of, you know, the things that I've gone through in my life that have led me to that type of, you know, personality. Well, as I said before we started recording this, uh, I just had a sense that your story would be one that would be inspiring. And uh, you've absolutely proven that to be true. And, uh, and again, I, I really appreciate knowing that you lead a very busy schedule, that you carved out a little bit of time to share your story. And I know there's going to be folks that listen to this that truly are going to be touched and inspired. So I appreciate you doing that for not just me, but for the rest of the We Have Cancer community. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I'm really honored to be on this. I really am. Like, I just... These are things that I'd like to do. That's why I said, like, I, I can definitely make, I could definitely make time for this. It's not something that was like a burden for me. I was really happy to do this. And actually, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, they're always like, you know, how does it, how was it like having cancer? And I'm like, well, you know, I think maybe God put that in my path so that I could reach more people and inspire more people because he knew what he had planned for me. You know, mm -hmm. I probably thought I'm going to put her in MMA, give her this big platform and she's going to be able to touch more people than just what wrestling wrestling would be able to like because the platform for wrestling is a lot smaller than mma you know it's not televised sure. it's not on espn you know so i just felt like he had greater plans for my life and greater than i had for my, myself so 
Right. Well, when you see an Instagram follow from, from We Have Cancer, give us a follow back. We want to keep track of how you're doing. I wish you a quick recovery on the injury that you're Thank dealing you. with right now, because I know I'm sure you're absolutely chomping at the bit to, to get back to competing. And I hope that that happens much sooner rather than later and wish you truly all the best. And thank you again for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Colon Cancer Coalition has wrapped up its events for 2019, but registration is now open for the first two Get Your Rear in Gear 5K Run Walk One Mile Fun Run events that take place in 2020. Those dates are for February the 23rd for our friends in Tucson, Arizona, and on Saturday, February 29th for our friends in Austin, Texas. For more information on these and other upcoming events in 2020, check out the Colon Cancer Coalition's website at coloncancercoalition.org. Thank you for listening to We Have Cancer, and thank you to our sponsor, the Colon Cancer Coalition, for your support. You can subscribe to We Have Cancer by visiting Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or Spotify. And you can find us on social media by visiting our Facebook page at We Have Cancer Show and at We Have Cancer Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. We Have Cancer is a proud supporter of Genie's Blue Angels, providing financial support to those affected by colorectal cancer.